Good day, humans. What's a good word? Chris Butler here with Alex Freddie Williams for another edition of Wrestling All Style. Alex, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, apologies to anyone who can hear that. Uh, one of the neighbours has decided to do gardening all of a sudden. Oh, no respect. Don't they understand? We're, we're trying to record some audio entertainment here. Ah, well, we'll uh, endeavour to go through as quick as we can, I guess. But, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about a, um Aussie review that i got to choose this month. Uh, AWA Holiday Hell from Friday the 13th of December 2019. Now, Alex, had you, had you heard of Australian Wrestling Alliance before? Nope. Okay, uh, my next question... I, I, got, I got really confused when you told me we were reviewing an AWA show. <laughs> I was like, all right, we're going to watch some Nick Buckwinkle versus Vern Gunya, maybe some Larry Zabisco matches. <laughs> yeah, not quite that AWA, but um, yeah, I suppose the next question is, other than the you've watched a little this year have you watched anything else before no not at all really um yeah this is my first time seeing this promotion um i will say the venue is so cool oh the triffid in brisbane yeah it looks yeah. so good it's um one of the bigger music venues in Brisbane. I'm pretty sure the Triffids in Fortitude Valley. All of that means nothing to me, but I'll take your word for it. I have no idea what you just said. You could have been speaking another language to me. Uh, Fortitude <laughs> Valley's like the big nightclub entertainment district in Brisbane. There's like a train station that goes right to the centre of it. It's like two stops out from the city centre. God damn, I need to go to Brisbane and Oh, Brisbane's another one of those places that I should have gone to heaps before the pandemic. And now the pandemic's hit and I'm like, I want to go to Brisbane. I want to go to Perth. You want to go to Tasmania? I do. I do. Yeah, Tassie's high on the list, actually. Tassie might be the highest. Ooh. (laughs) For various other reasons, perhaps. (laughs) <laughs> bro <laughs> but uh yeah so sort of a statriotic pick from me here but um yeah had you yeah I bringing suppose... it back i love it i forgot all about statriotic yeah bring it back oh uh, just you wait until nxt this week <laughs> <laughs> but um you seen like any of these wrestlers before i think there might be a manager you're familiar with from outside of professional wrestling but um i don't know if you've seen any of these wrestlers before i had no idea who any of these people were and yeah you're right the only person i knew was a manager because of a podcast he hosts (laughs) uh we'll we'll talk about that in a moment but yeah as we said Getting into the review here, it is Australian Wrestling Alliance AWA presents Holiday Hell from Friday the 13th of December 2019 at the Trifford in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Opening song was This Christmas I'll Burn It to the Ground by Set It Off. What did you think of the song choice? I thought it was awesome. (laughs) It was a really great, like the whole um, Holiday Hell theme like provided some really cool looking graphics and the the music was another great little addition to this theme. Yeah, and uh, commentary Sebastian James and Double Denim Dangerous Dan. <laughs> You've probably never seen either of these guys either. No, no. Um, f- first thing I'd like to point out is that one of the guys kept pulling up the other guy on, like, little, like, things he might, like, accidentally say. Like, at one point he said, one of the guys said coup count instead of two count. 
And he just hammered this bloke for ages about Koo Town. And it was just like, Oi, chill. There's a half-decent match going on. Talk about the match. Just ignore it and move on. You, you're just burying your, your fellow announcer for no real reason. Oh, well. Yeah. But that's a um that's an indie wrestling thing to do, I guess. Ooh boy. Uh so going on from the commentary team, opening match is a AWA tag team championship gauntlet match. So uh starts off with two teams. When one's eliminated, the next team enters. So starting off the match was the Wildlife Warriors, that's Combat Wombat and Outback Jack with Steve the Croc versus uh, Tim Hayden and Zach Reynolds. Do you have any thoughts on these four guys here? I've got thoughts on two of them. Go ahead, my friend. Combat Wombat and what is it? Outback Jack? Uh, Sorry. I think it's Outback Adam. Outback Adam, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Combat Wombat and Outback Adam. Oh, my God. I'm not too sure if I hated or loved their gimmicks. I definitely loved the inflatable crocodile with the Santa hat on it because it's Christmas. Did you catch its name? Ah, yes. Uh, Steve, wasn't it? Yeah, Steve, and he's in khaki attire. Yeah, 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 shout out to the great Steve Irwin. It's very, I love that little touch. Um, yeah, I, I thought nothing would blow my mind more than the whole combat wombat gimmick from this show. But there's a gimmick that we'll talk about later that blew my mind even more. Oh boy. Uh, I suppose we'll get there in a moment. Um, any thoughts on Tim Hayden or Zach Reynolds? Uh, they seem perfectly fine in the ring, like pretty good. Uh, unfortunately for me, like particularly the first couple of portions of this match, um, all my attention was on the Wildlife Warriors, to be honest. I just, yeah, I, I was trying to figure out if I loved or hated them. Fair enough. Uh, so from there, the Wildlife Warriors eliminate Tim Hayden and Zach Reynolds. Next to enter was the Daniels Republic members of Roberto Pacino and Dragon. What are your thoughts on the Daniels Republic? Uh, commentary didn't do a good job of explaining to me, especially this portion, what the Daniels Republic was. I'm still half confused about it all, but they seem fine. Um, I guess one of the guys in here for the Daniels Republic, his whole gimmick is that he doesn't really wrestle often or he's not good at wrestling or something by the sounds of the commentators. But yeah, what was his name? Dragon or something? Yeah, Dragon. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm guessing his whole gimmick is that he's not often a wrestler or something by the sounds of the commentators. But I have big issues with the commentary on this because they confused me more often than not. As a new viewer watching for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't understanding the backstories here. For pretty much all of these matches. Daniel's Republic sort of... Um, <laughs> you're going to hate me for saying this. Oh, God. Very uh, dark, culty type group. Some might even say similar to a certain Melbourne faction. Oh, no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Um, Help the scatter! I told you, it's the best Beatles song. 
It is. It 100% is. Followed closely by Come Together. And then somewhere underneath that is I am the walrus. <laughs> I am the Eggman, Cuckoo Kachoo. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Welcome to um, Beatles Oz style. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, the wildlife warriors get the upset when here eliminating the Daniels Republic. Next was the team of the Retro Bros. That's Bobby Bishop and Rip Riley, the current AWA Tag Team Champions. Uh, what were your thoughts on the champions here facing the wildlife, wildlife warriors? Um, they look pretty good. Uh, definite, definite hoss potential in those blokes. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot more of, um, Bobby Bishop's matches than I have Rip Riley. But yeah, I, I enjoy his work. Which, which one was the bigger of the two? I think from memory, Rip was the bigger one because Bobby's got the little like Mario brother on his tights. Yeah, yeah. Um so Rip is the one in the singlet and like a bit bigger and all that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He he caught my eye a bit. Yeah. I could um I got some weird like feeling of like a oh this is a real niche throwback but uh brent albright from all japan pro wrestling or a um weird mixture of a terry gordy and a rick steiner that one i understand the first one apologies i don't (laughs) yeah yeah i understand yeah i understand that was a very niche reference if there's anyone out there that understood that reference at Fruity's Alex on Twitter or Instagram, hit me up. We're uh, probably going to be best friends if you understood that. <laughs> so the Wildlife Warriors have already been in uh, eliminating two teams. So this is their third match here in the gauntlet. They are eliminated by the Retro Bros, who are the current champions, going into the next match, which is the final match against Gen Next, Cedric Brave, Mitch Ryder, and their manager, Todd Eastman. It's where the action is. That's how the song goes, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's where the action is. <laughs> um, yeah, that blew my mind. Oh, haven't you seen Todd be a manager before? No. <laughs> wow. I hadn't. Yeah. So, yeah, all the promotions I sort of watch, like, yeah, I somehow have missed most of Todd Eastman's runs. So I, I knew that he is a manager, but I'd sort of forgotten. Uh-huh. And then he comes out and I was like, man, dude's pretty good. Dude's pretty good at what he does. Um, yeah, might as well say this now. Uh, Todd Eastman, host of uh, Russell Radio Australia, big inspiration to me getting this uh, podcast together with you. Yeah, I I listened to him for quite some time. Uh, I started listening to him like, gosh, I reckon like eight years ago because they've been around forever. Back in the Josh Armour days. Yeah, I was listening in the Josh Armour days. Um, Yeah, and then like, unfortunately, like, a million wrestlers popped up with their own podcast at some point, And then I sort of just dropped off a little bit, unfortunately, but that's through no um, lack of love for wrestling radio Australia. Uh, Yeah. They're pretty much the reason I knew anything about Aussie wrestling for quite some time. Yeah. Especially living in the country where you couldn't get to the shows, it was a good way of keeping up with everything. So yeah, I've always got a, got a lot of respect for that, that show and Todd there. Yeah. I I can list off dozens of names that they introduced me to. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose enough 
about talking about <laughs> Todd's podcast and him as a manager. Uh, what do you think of his uh, wrestlers here, Cedric Brave and Mitch Ryder? Yeah, uh, some genuine blue chip prospects there. So at this time, I'm pretty sure Mitch is the uh, P. Was it PWL champion, which was the company on the Gold Coast that uh, in January merges with AWA to form AWL, Australian Wrestling League. Um, yep. So he was their champion, and then the AWA champion faced him in a winner take all match. Very um, good. Yeah. So um, in the main event here, Gen Next, Cedric Brave, and Mitch Ryder defeat the Retro Bros, Bobby Bishop, and Rip Riley to become the new AWA Tag Team Champions. I really enjoyed this match overall with the um, gauntlet portion. She had a bit of comedy, a bit of uh, heel action in there, a bit of manager sort of going in the way. So I really liked it. It was a bit of everything. Yeah, definitely. Uh, My only real complaint is that they never said it was a gauntlet match on commentary. And it was really hard to hear the ring announcer at times. So when the Wildlife Warriors get the first pin, I was like, oh, yeah, that was an okay little match. And then another team comes out. I'm like, what's going on here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you don't take notice of the um, little match cards that pop up um, before each match on the VOD, you can get caught out, I guess. Yeah, and I am guilty of, like, yeah, I watch these things whilst doing other things. So, yeah, there's a good chance I missed the graphic at the very start. But, yeah, I I had no idea this was a gauntlet match. And I was, like, I was a bit confused at times. But, yeah, this was a really good, fun opener to the show. Yeah. Uh, Second match of the night, a singles match, Jack Tarr versus JL Gold. Yeah, um, this was all right. Jack Tar needs to change his name. <laughs> so bad. I hate it. Why? I don't know. It's just Tar. Like, gross. Yuck. <laughs> oh, man. Jack's, Jack's fine. Tar. Jack Tar. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He needs to change something about his name. Overall, his presentation was really cool. Yeah, I thought you'd like the sort of throwback strongman sailor sort of look. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I need more need more throwback sort of things like that. Um, big beefed up dude, that's for sure. And your thoughts on LJ... Oh, thoughts on JL Gold? Uh, another strong... Uh, hard-hitting dude as well. Yeah, I agree there. Um, overall, like I mentioned, I liked Jack Tarr's sort of throwback strongman solo look, and um, JL Gold gets a win here defeating Jack Tarr. A really good match, in my opinion. Yeah, this was pretty hard-hitting at times. I I really enjoyed this. It was a good contrast to the opening match, that's for sure. Agreed. Uh, third match of the night, tag team match, Aish and Sorrow versus Adonis Divine and Jason Hyde. All right. Before I get into the negatives, I'm going to get into the positives. Adonis, where have you been all my life? Queensland? Oh, I guess so. I think... I. If I get to watch, like, a few more Adonis matches, I think he might easily become my favourite gimmick in Australian wrestling. Ooh, okay. <laughs> He's got the look. He's, oh, there's just something about him. He's, like, he kind of looks like a weird, like, hossed-up mixture of uh, Ricky South with DCT. And then you chuck a little Greek flavor on him. That's Adonis. 
except you beef him up about a hundred kilos, a hundred plus kilos of whatever he is. Like he's, he is a hoss to say the least. I, uh, I love it. I love the gimmick. Good. Uh, what about the opposing team, Asian Sorrow? <sighs> we get into the negatives. <laughs> Another indie tag team where they dress up like the Crow slash the Joker, be all spooky, wear face paint, have wet hair, all those sort of cliche indie things. Couple of skinny dudes in black and white face paint. That was my immediate first thought. Like, oh, here we go. Another couple of wannabe goths that are going to be a little spooky. And oh, I immediately cringed when I saw them. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but they are, they are pretty good in the ring, though. I'll give them that. Fair enough. Um, so sort of quick back and forth match here where Adonis is out of the ring for a long time and Asian Sorrow are working over Jason Hyde. There's one spot where Jason Hyde does a kip up out of like a headlock into a hot tag to Adonis, which I thought was amazing and I've never seen anyone kip up like out of a headlock on the mat to make a hot tag. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's definitely some um, upside to hide here as well. I should have given him more props as well. And then uh, ends up, uh, sorry. And the result ends up being Asian Sorrow defeat Adonis and Jason Hyde, where there's a post match attack on Adonis by Asian Sorrow outside the ring. Yeah, I, I thought this was fine. It's good storytelling, all that sort of stuff. I wish I understood the backstory. Um, the commentators sort of allude that to some backstory between Adonis and either Aish or Sorrow. I can't remember which one. But, um, like, they used to be partners or something, but they didn't really delve into it, so... I couldn't get too emotionally invested because the commentators weren't really helping. Ah, fair enough. Um, I thought it was a good tag team match and set up for a uh, a really big angle uh, post-match. Yeah. Match number four is for the AWA Heavyweight Championship number one contenders. Oh, sorry. The AWA Heavyweight Number One Contendership, and also Manatee's Mask is at stake in this match. So it is Jesse Daniels with the Daniels Republic ringside versus Huge Manatee. Uh, at the start of the match, AWA Commissioner Sean DeAppleton demands the referee take the gauntlet from Daniels' arms before the match, and then bans the Daniels Republic from ringside. What did you think at the start of this match? Um, this was another case of... I didn't pay too much attention at first to Daniels because I was too blown away by humanity. Oh, it's... my God, what a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just in love with it. It's this... Uh, bigger, sort of stockier framed fella, and he's got a mask on, and it's got the tusks or whatever that sort of make him look like a manatee. It's humanity. I loved it so much. I just thought it was the best. Uh, I tuned in for this gimmick apparently at the wrong time, though. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Um, so there's sort of a lot of um, Daniels trying to take shortcuts throughout this match. The ref sort of stopping him. And then at the end of the match, he cheats with a low blow and the ref does like the slowest count ever for Daniels. Oh no. 
he, the ref all of a sudden does a slow count for Manatee where Daniels kicks out. Daniels gets a pin on Manatee and the ref fast counts. Yeah. Um, I know you sort of said a bit of a helter-skelter vibe. I got a vibe of a cheap knockoff version of Rocky Monero's family. Um, like with the no. shenanigans involved, with the cheating and all that sort of stuff. And maybe it doesn't hurt that I kept thinking this guy's name was Tyler Daniels. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the sort of vibe I got is that, like, oh, it's just a bunch of cheaty boys and they just cheat all the time and they take all the shortcuts and all that sort of stuff. That's the vibe I got. And I don't know. I I'd have to know more about the backstory of this faction, to be honest, but yeah, this didn't really hit for me. Yeah, I I thought of self, yeah, sort of felt the same. It was what it was. It was a good, fun match, but um, it was just sort of probably a match you'd put on after intermission before the main events. Yeah. Um, Match number six? No. Two. Match number five is a singles match. EC Diamond, the reigning homecoming cup holder, versus Jake Nova with his manager, Todd Eastman. Todd the Beast Eastman. Um, all right, we'll stop talking about Todd because he's the manager. He's been put over enough already on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Wow, this match, I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, two guys here that have huge, bright futures. And I've heard you talk about both of these guys before, but this is my first time seeing both of these guys. Wow. Yeah, Jake Nova. Book him everywhere. AC Diamond? Book him everywhere. Todd? Book him everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. Humanity? Book him everywhere. <laughs> Combat yes. Wombat everywhere, please. Oh, man. Um, yeah, this is probably one of their better singles matches, maybe. I can't remember if the last show was a singles or a freeway between Diamond and Nova. think it was a freeway well um yeah nonetheless this was fantastic this is my standout match of the show yeah it was a um freeway uh match where ec diamond defended his homecoming cup that match is also really good yeah, do you want to explain to the good humans what the Homecoming Cup is? Because God knows commentary didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, stay triotic. Yeah. Keep forgetting this is your first time watching this. Um, yeah. So Homecoming is usually June or July. Uh, it is the biggest event on the AWA calendar. Um, the Homecoming Cup is like your money in the bank uh g1 contract sort of if you will um prize so they get to cash it in wherever and whenever they want as long as they're holding the cup but they can defend it at points against people very good yeah okay cool i so, know what that was because they didn't really explain it well um so it's basically for the um, AWA heavyweight title, and at this point, Diamond would have held it for about five or six months. Yeah. And who is the AWA heavyweight title, uh, heavyweight champion at this point? Oh, that's a good point, Alex. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Give me a moment. Because... Uh. 
they weren't but, on this card. It was yeah. Mitch McCarthy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was another thing. I I thought the open weight title must have been their heavyweight title. That's why I got I got a little bit confused. I was like, oh, they must just call their their heavyweight title the open weight title because it's in the main event. It must be their number one title. Apparently it wasn't. Um, yeah, he wrestled three times in November for the three different Queensland companies, PWL, AWA, and IPW. Took December oh. off and came back in January. Oh, good for him. He earned it. He earned the month off by the sounds of things. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, getting those bookings, brother. <laughs> so, uh, thoughts on this match? Diamond and Nova. Dude, both of these guys, studs, absolute studs. Um, also, bravo to Todd Eastman. I think, um, yeah, so what, he's got Jed Next and Jake Nova. Uh, three guys that really stood out to me on this card. So by him being associated with such like top-tier blue-chip talent, that makes him a top-tier talent. So good for him. He's getting a good push here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, co-main event of the evening was Tim Cade versus his mystery attacker from the past few bumps. He comes in the ring, waiting for him, gets jumped from behind, takes the mask off. It's Jackson Cross. This is one of those things where I was like, wow, this would be pretty cool if this wasn't my first show watching. (laughs) Because to me, both guys were mystery men to me. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't. Yeah, so this one sort of didn't go over that well for me just because of context and all. N- nothing against what these two guys did. It's just It just felt like I watched the last five minutes of a three-hour movie. Ah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, I'm just having a look at his um, cage match history. It's... I can't really see much outside of uh, Queensland. Um, can we backtrack for one second, by the way? Yeah. I, I was meaning to ask this earlier, but I forgot. And then I brought him up again, and I forgot again. So I'll finally say it. Um, I thought Todd Eastman was based in South Australia. Oh, um, I believe he used to be with one of the companies in South Australia, uh, but he's since living in Queensland. Yep, that is a typical uh, typical move of someone that lives down the southern end of Australia. Eventually, they're going to end up migrating to Queensland. <laughs> the, the rate I'm going, it won't be long before we're doing podcasts in person. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, well, never know. Yep, yep. keep the beer on ice, brother. <laughs> no, no beer, rum. Oh, yeah, yep. Um, any Jamaican rum, thanks. Give no, me some the, Jamaican spiced. No, the distillery's two hours down the road, you lazy bastard. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, you are really close to that. Oh, oh, man. Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we could we could do a full podcast talking about what what uh, alcohol we want to drink. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, maybe next outside the ring can be that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We should. Um, we should do an episode where we pair the perfect match with the perfect alcohol. (laughs) We do match and alcohol pairing. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We could pair um, 
bad influence with an apple teeny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we compared Jenna Maraska versus Charmel with um, a half drunken left in the sun goon bag. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's stop before we get in trouble. Uh, back, <laughs> yeah. to, back to the co main event Jackson Cross and Tim Cade. Um, sort of a hard hitting grudge match. Did you get the same feeling? Yeah, um, like I said, like I could tell the emotion was there. It was just hard for me to get into it just because, yeah, like I understood what this storyline was, but just basically this was the wrong time for me to tune in, I guess. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it, like not knowing or not remembering a lot of this um backstory from the time but <laughs> oh, oh don't get me wrong this was a great match this is a good sort of yeah grudge match as you said it's just a little something that didn't click with me and that's just entirely because i missed the entire storyline yeah well that's fair enough too so jackson cross here defeats tim cade um, not the result I thought would happen. No, I definitely thought this would be a babyface win, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, geez, from there, it's on to the main event, and I'm not kidding about this stipulation when I read it out. It is a match for the AWA Openweight Championship, a three stages of hell match where the loser must leave AWA. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't get to see too much of the, I don't know, the game changer wrestling style that I love in Australia. You don't get to see too, too much of it in Australia. I've got a good dose of it here. Oh, boy. Yeah, I thought you might enjoy this. So it is Sebastian Matthews, the current openweight champion, versus Xander Sullivan. Um, Sebastian so, matters, isn't it? What did I say? Matthews. Oh, so it is Sebastian Mathers, the current AWA openweight champion, taking on Xander Sullivan, the challenger. So first match is a singles match. They're brawling up towards the entranceway, and... Sebastian gets a chair and starts hitting Xander with it. The referee waves off the match as a disqualification and awards the first ball to Xander, who is leading now 1-0. Second match is a submission match where, back inside the ring, Matthews is working over Xander, and eventually Xander submits, uh, taking the score to one apiece. And the third match is a hardcore falls count anywhere match. Alex, did you enjoy the plunder in this match? Lots of plunder, baby. Uh, lots of plunder, if you will. Um, yeah, we saw every one of his favourite weapons except one. Yeah, what were we missing? Uh, little wheeled mobile, perhaps. Would you say a bicycle? A yeah. bicycle? <laughs> um, yeah. My God, I just... You, we don't see enough... Well, I'm not saying we need to see this sort of stuff all the time in Australia, but you don't get to see too much of it in Australia. Like, occasionally you might get... Well, you don't even get these sort of matches in MCW anymore now that Cracker Jack retired and... Uh, it's more family-friendly. Yeah, it's more family-friendly now. Um, gosh, the last three or four Wrestle Rock shows didn't really have these sort of matches on it anymore, either. Like, you got a cu couple of spots, but it wasn't like a full-blown... Like, this was pretty close to a full-on death match, right? Like, yeah, I, 
I want to see more of this stuff in Australia. I don't want to see it every show. Yeah. I, I want to see it in this sort of situation. This is obviously the big blow-off to a feud, and yeah. <laughs> I love it all out there. I love occasionally when you do have these because you symbolise the importance in these stakes. Like, right, for we want you guys to stop Right, we're putting the tile on the line. The loser's going to leave, and these are the stakes. So there's a definitive winner. Yeah, definitely. Um, can some, I just say some stakes, man? <laughs> can I just say, at one point, Sebastian gets a shoe from a fan, and another fan gives him a beer, and he pours the beer into the shoe to do a shoey, and goes, and then pulls it all away on the mat and throws the shoe back at the fan. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was yeah, such that was great good. deal work. Yeah, more so ways good. than one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't think you Queenslanders wasted beer like that. <laughs> Depends what type of beer it is. It must have been a VB. Ooh, if it if it had four X's on it, it wouldn't have got dropped on the ground like that. No. Ah. Uh. Um, there's table, there's barbed wire, there's chairs, there's thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah. At one point, yeah. commentary lose their mind going, holy F. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was actually the match where commentary didn't suck for me. <laughs> so, so, yeah, they sort of gave me somewhat of an inkling of the backstory of this, but... Honestly, there was enough going on in this match that I didn't need to know the backstory. Like, by, my God, like, by the end of this match, it felt like I had been watching a six-month feud in this one match. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. At one point, Sebastian's got the barbed wire trying to do, like, a crossface on Xander, who escapes, gets the barbed wire, does a crown of thorns to himself so he can headbutt Sebastian and win, leading two to one. He's the new AWA Openweight Champion. Yeah, wow. I loved the finish. Loved it. I loved the image of, like, after the match, he's, like, down on his knees with his arms out with the barbed wire crown on his head. Um. Yeah, there's some particularly striking, iconic imagery involved there. I will not go too deep into it, but you can read between the lines. I thought it was a pretty cool touch. Yeah, I thought it was it was really good there. Um, so, what did you think of this match as a whole for the three stages? Oh, bravo, lads! Just uh, tip of the hat to them. Fantastic, loved it. It felt like it felt like a massive sort of grudge is coming to an end. This felt like a grudge match. This felt like the culmination to a lot of hard work. Um, yeah, I was I was really into this main event. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I I highly agree with you there, Alex. It was a really good um, main event. And um, what happens to Sebastian after this? So, that's a good question. So, obviously, he leaves this company. But my theory is he has to leave the AWA, right? And what is it, the next month they become the AWL? Yeah. He can come back then, right? Perhaps. Um, currently, he hasn't wrestled since that match. That was his last match that's listed anyway on cage match. Oh, well. Well, if that's his last match for a while, that's a hell of a note to go out on for the time being. Hopefully not forever, because I would like to see more of him. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, have you seen the AWA Open Weight Championship before? No. Okay, give me one moment. I want to see if I can screen share something with you and let me know if it works. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool looking belt. Um, it's different. You might, might recognise it as the design WWE fans were pushing online for the 205 Live Tag Team titles. Oh, okay. It is. So if I bring that up in a separate tab... I know, it makes for great podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to the design there. Oh, yeah. I never saw this before. you got to be more patriotic or patriotic. <laughs> I never saw this 205 live tag team thing before. It was being uh, talked about before NXT UK. Yeah, that's right. Um, gosh, so imagine in, in hindsight that would have been a horrible thing to have. <laughs> like that division would be even deader than the women's tag team division. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I'll go back and just. Oh, did that switch off? Yeah. Okay. Um, you can go back to Googling whatever else you were Googling, you cheeky boy. <laughs> oh, thanks. Throw me under the bus. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed this main event. Um, yeah, I suppose for you, Alex, because I'll let you go first, being the first time you've seen this, um, your overall thoughts on the show here? Um, I, man, I cannot fault the in-ring efforts. My biggest negatives was the commentary just making... Seemingly simple feuds seem that much more confusing to me, to be honest. Um, venue, so cool. Already mentioned that. Loved it. Kind of looks like a old-school armory, um, except, like, yeah, it's that sort of, like, semi-circle sort of shape. Um, and, like the roof is pretty much entirely lined with these cool little lights and stuff. Oh man, looks so cool. Um, definitely. A, yeah. I can't say enough about how awesome the venue looked in this footage. Um, yeah. The crowd was hot, especially that main event. My God. Um, yeah, this is, this is a great show. This is a great show. I just wish they had great commentators. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this show. It was a tough pick to go back and find a Queensland show that I really, really enjoyed on paper and on rewatch. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I couldn't recommend this highly enough. Um, so I suppose it's time to go the Esky and See how many cold ones you're going to get out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling generous. So four and a quarter. Fair enough. Um, this is where I'm trying to be a little bit unbiased because part of me like this, and then the other part of me is like, oh, hang on, you got to be fair tossing up between four and five so yeah i'm gonna be fair and say four fair enough bro ah that was a really really fun watch um yeah, yeah. so what made you pick that um yeah i just really wanted to pick a queensland show like i would have picked um purge uh, was it the Purge New Dawn with the Purge Rumble, which is a hardcore weapons battle royal rumble? Yeah. But I talked about that in the January show. Um, yeah, and I just remember this show being really good. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I can't fault the choice, man. That main event was so much fun. Oh, boy. Um, oh, do you have a wrestler of the night? 
Oh, it's a it's a tough pick. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Jake Nova on that one. Really? Yeah, he stood out to me, man. Oh, why's that? <laughs> I just really liked him, man. Um, his in ring style was really good. Normally, I'm not into the smaller guys, you know, but. Like, this dude couldn't be more than 5'10 or whatever, but I, I usually like the big boys. But, yeah, I really um, really enjoyed this guy. So uh, he seems like the sort of guy that um, he's going to be the future of Australian wrestling in some capacity. Oh, boy. Oh, man. This is a tough part. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna say Xander just for that main event. Yeah, yeah, it was either Jake Nova or Xander for me. I, I like Jake Nova's look a little bit better. <laughs> Fair enough. Ah, so with that being said. By the way, do you have any idea how old Jake Nova is? Because he could either be like mid 40s or early 20s yeah i know how old you guess um i'm just gonna guess like maybe like 29 no man same age as me so 31 all right (laughs) yeah yep Um, right okay so he can still be the future yeah sure oh well anyway I could let you in on a little secret on air if you like. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> a lot of these wrestlers that we watched, I actually follow on Twitch. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Ah, you... oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, you've talked about Jake Nova before, but I thought you were talking about another wrestler. Uh, J- JXT's mate that he always hangs out with, that he runs relentless with. Oh, what's his name? I think it's like Jake Novak. No idea. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna I'll search this up. Yeah, the the one disappointment about this show is that Lucille's not on this um on this card. And I think you'd really like her presentation because she's a very Marvel superhero-inspired wrestler. I I am a huge Marvel superhero guy. Um, yeah, so that would make sense. Um, I've seen her wrestle before. I can't remember on what, but yeah, I've seen him on something. No, yeah. Jacob Novak is a guy from... Uh, one of those NXT seasons. <laughs> he was in the same season. His mentor was Dolph Ziggler. He was in the Johnny Curtis season. <laughs> um, so maybe that's what I was thinking of. Jeez. Yeah. Ah, this was a very fun stateroid show. Yeah. Um. So. Do we have any idea what uh, Aussie wrestling show we're going to go back and review for the next month? Or shall I break the news on air? You can break the news about that one if you want, but you also got to let the listeners know where we're going internationally this month. Oh, yeah. Um, All right, so I chose one for this month. Um, Pretty much... No real reason other than I want to go back and watch it to see if it still holds up. Uh, It is, uh, hang on, NXT Arrival. That's it, isn't it? (laughs) Takeover Zero. Yeah, it was before there was even a takeover. It is the first um, NXT, like, pay-per-view special event on the network. Um. Or yeah. you could say, instead of before takeover, you could shorten it to BT. 
Yes. <laughs> um, we do get to stay a little um, pa- patriotic, at least. Well, where's Tennille from? Sydney or Melbourne? Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, so so I get to be a little patriotic on this one because uh, the former Emma Tennille Dashwood is on this in the early days of a Emma run in NXT. I'll run down the card. Why not? NXT arrival. It is from. Oh yeah, of course it is. Full Sail University <laughs> in Florida is the twenty seventh of Feb, twenty fourteen, and. Yeah, I remember this match fondly. It is the opening match, and it's Cesaro versus Sami Zayn. I remember that very well. Uh, the undercard matches is what confuses me, um, and it's what interests me the most. Uh, we get Mojo Rawley versus CJ Parker, who is now known as Juice Robinson. Okay. Uh, we get the Ascension defending their NXT Tag Team Championships against Too Cool, Grandmaster Sexa and Scotty Too Hotty. This is something that legitimately happened, people. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that match. I'm not even kidding. I, I remember marking out so hard for that. Like, it was just the coolest thing in the world. And I was like, yes, they're going to have one final run. This was, like, around the same time that the New Age Outlaws were, like, tag team champs on Raw. So oh, I was yeah. Like, yeah, give these guys a run. Do it. Um, yeah, Paige versus Emma. Tyler Breeze versus Xavier Woods. And your big main event. For the NXT title, it is a ladder match between... Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. Ladder match was Bo Gallus versus uh, Adrian Neville. It sure is. That's such a weird thing in hindsight, too. Main eventer, Bo Dallas. Has Bo Dallas been released? No. Then where has he been? Exactly. Um, um, a member of the B team did get released, but it wasn't Bo Dallas. Oh, well, that's which, not very which, perfect. Which begs the question, why isn't anyone booking Curtis Axel? He's actually good. He's just been buried for years. Give him a booking. He's the sort of guy Impact should be begging for. Yeah, maybe he's just taking a bit of time off. Yeah, maybe he doesn't need the money. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Could have been like Foley and been, was it, frugal? Yeah, frugal. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so NXT Arrival, I've chosen it for no other reason than I wouldn't mind going back and watching an old NXT show. Uh, the week... After that takeover, was there like undercard matches or is it just a new show? Because I think they started doing the undercard matches when they got out of full sale, didn't they? Yeah, that only happens. Yeah, that was only happening after like uh, takeover Brooklyn's and stuff like that when they were out of the arena. So, yeah, I don't think that was happening I might even do some extra homework and watch the go-home episode of NXT before this show. Well, if you're willing to watch the go-home show, I'll watch the, what's it, go-back show. (laughs) The going-away show, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, the follow-up. Well, speaking of follow-ups, you've got a documentary choice this month. Oh, yeah. Um, I've chosen... It's got a really long title, so forgive me for not remembering the long, ass, uh, the long, long title that it has. But it is on the WWE Network. It is an old DVD I, I actually still have somewhere. 
is a documentary on the Road Warriors that WWE did in the mid-2000s. Um, it's actually a really, really cool documentary, and I figured, you know, still feeling a little bit sentimental, still a little bit heartbroken about Road Warrior Animal. I'd like to have a full episode in tribute. So this is a good chance for it. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that'll be an interesting look, especially for myself. Yeah, you you wouldn't have seen this before, surely. I might have seen clips here and there going into the um, Hall of Fame, but that might have been it. Yeah. Like, if it was replayed on the network when I was when the network used to be live all the time. Yeah, the most interesting parts of the Road Warriors story to me is like them before they became wrestlers and they're like bouncers at a nightclub in Minnesota and another one of the bouncers is Rick Rude. And you got uh, Barry Darso was another bouncer who later becomes Demolition Smash. And it's just like, Imagine going to that nightclub. Yeah, yeah, you'd just you'd just be standing there with your hands in your pockets the whole time having those blokes looking at you. Certainly be something. <laughs> yeah. I suppose, though, from there, because you've got first choice for Aussie next month uh, and you want to talk about it, what did you choose? Uh, first, I need to ask, do you have access to Amazon Prime video? Yeah, I can. And you're fine with that? Yeah. We're going to watch the first two episodes of Underworld Wrestling. Oh, boy. Wait, <laughs> this isn't going to go for seven hours like that Nitro Thunder, <laughs> is it? No, I... I I'm just going to double check, but I'm pretty sure they're one hour episodes. Okay. Hang on. I'm a slow typer today, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Why does Amazon not tell you this? Yeah, so the first episode's an hour 14, and the second episode is an hour. Oh, two hours. Yeah, that's fine, man. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's why I thought. I was like, I I was originally just wanting to do just the first episode. I was like, oh, no, I'll make it a couple of episodes. And how different is the first episode from the one that's on the YouTube for free? I didn't know it was on YouTube for free. <laughs> or it used to be. Um, yeah, I think it might be exactly the same thing if it is on YouTube. If, if it's on YouTube for free, we can just do the first episode. Heck no. We're doing all the things. Yeah, there's there's a cool concept to these matches, but we'll get into it when we when we watch it. Yeah, I, it, the first episode isn't on YouTube anymore. Amazon Prime, it is. Yeah, Soz bro, making you spend money. Oh. Anywho, that's about all for today. Have a lovely day, humans. Alex can tell you where to go look at doggo pictures. <laughs> yeah, you can follow us at WrestleOzStyle. That is WrestleAUSStyle on Instagram, Twitter. I am at FruityIsAlex on Instagram and Twitter, and everything else. So if there's a platform, to search up for it. Use Alex if you want to find me, probably. Um, and he is at I am Chris Thunder on Twitter. Correct. There we go. Oh, I'm remembering. <laughs> and 
You can listen back to the entire Wrestling Hostile archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in. Yeah, go give that a listen. There's plenty of places to find us, so you got no excuse for not listening. But if you are hearing this, that means you are listening, so this whole rant was for nothing. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. With that being said, we'll say good day and see you next time. It's where the action is. <laughs>